You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey theatre fans, welcome and thanks for tuning in. This is just a quick heads up for everyone with warning uh, triggers around this topic. This episode does contain conversations about rape and sexual assault, so please, please, please be careful as you listen through. Enjoy, and we will see you on the other side. Hello theatre fans, one and all, welcome back to the We Are Theatre podcast. Today we are back talking about Jagged Little Pill and I am joined by Emily who is playing Frankie in the Australian production. <laughs> hey Em, how are you going? I'm good, how are you? I am fantastic. I am absolutely buzzing about this show. Um, for those, this is kind of a fresh show because it kind of started in New York prior to like lockdowns and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So the word kind of really hasn't spread much. Give us an insight into Frankie and the character that you're bringing to the stage here in the show. All right. Frankie is really, she's an interesting one. She's an interesting girl. She is a passionate, oh, firstly, she is a transracial adoptee. And so she's a black girl in a white family. And she lives in Connecticut, USA, which is a very, has a very large white population. Like it's like 80% white, something like that. And she is a passionate, emotionally volatile, that's the word I like to call it. (laughs) She follows her, like, internal compass, I guess. Like, she, when she feels something, she follows it, which is good and bad at the same time. And, yeah, she really just is longing to kind of be allowed to be human. Yeah. Yeah. I vibe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frankie kind of starts a lot of the big turning points throughout the show as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's like yeah. she's the fire that starts the spread of everything. Um, yeah. With this show, I feel like this is a really important show, um, not only from a theatre perspective, but from a social perspective as well with everything mm. that gets tackled during this show could very well come off very like, oh, we're trying to tell too, or trying to capture too many different Mm. themes and trying to portray too many things on stage. But somehow this Mm. show does it so well. Um, And Frankie is at the heart of a lot of these things. So getting to go through um, all the different themes and be a part of like the family dynamic, obviously um, for those of you that don't, know what goes on in the show there's a lot of things about um addiction drugs um rape sexuality 
like identifying self and everything like that. Mm. So what's been the biggest kind of thing for you to learn how to portray Frankie on stage? What was that moment that you were like, cool, this is who Frankie is to me and this is how I'm going to bring her and bring her to be true on stage here? Yeah. Um, I think firstly I had to kind of turn back the time just a little bit to back when I was 16 and try and find some ties that 16-year-old me has with 16-year-old Frankie because Frankie is 16 in the show and try and figure out like because when you're 16 you kind of you're not really or at least I was not really um, like I thought everything that I thought was correct yes. so you kind of go around thinking yep yeah, what I know is correct everyone else no <laughs> kind yeah. of a thing so I had to kind of get that mentality and also the mentality that I have now knowing all of these issues and or all of these themes and how they all these things kind of affect one another and kind of bring that fire of this is right this is right and yeah. bring that to the stage for Frankie this um obviously tackling these topics on stage um is intense for one to mm. obviously be a part of the cast and having to kind of create a reality of sorts where yeah these feelings so what's this kind of um navigation period been like for you guys to all become one and feel safe um presenting these topics on stage and being able to um, communicate with one each other, one another to make sure it's done in a safe environment as a cast. Yeah, the company management like did that really, really well. We've introduced checking ins with each other before we tackle those heavier scenes. So we'll start the day or before the scene or before the act. We'll just check in with one another, make sure that they'll just see where everyone's mind space is. And then you can tap out anytime if you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't have to. You, like, you don't have to be scared of thinking, oh, I can't leave, I can't take a break. Like, we yeah. just have a sign, like, tap out, go out the room, you can come back whenever. No one makes a big deal out of it. And it's just really, like, it's really comforting. And everyone is super um, loving. So the environment is really, it's really good to, like, you really feel open already before we even have to do any of the scenes, which is good. Yeah. And this is your first professional show as well. So yeah. getting into this environment of, going on tour and being in this room doing this big like touring show what's that been like mm -hmm. for you just to as a person get to experience this so exciting <laughs> I still pinch myself <laughs> every now and then it's so exciting and when I think about it like when I really sit down and think about it it's crazy <laughs> yeah right yeah and I'm just kind of going in like obviously I don't know what it's going to be like so I'm just going in really open-minded and like We'll see how it's like when I get there, I guess. And I don't know, it's been so amazing so far. I've just been like amazed. Yeah. We'll come back to the show in a second. What was your introduction to theatre itself? How did you get into performing and everything like that? Um, so I started off singing. So I started singing when I was seven. And the reason why I was put into singing is because my mum says I talked a lot as a kid. So she thought it would be better to make my voice do something else. Yeah. So she put me into singing lessons. And then when I was around nine, I joined our local, it was like kind of a kids theatre company thing and would like, you know, 
do all these half for half the year we would just do like acting exercises and then for the latter the later half of the year we would put on a little skit and then perform it at the end of the year which was really fun and then I joined dancing after that so I kind of did them all separately yeah growing up and then I did some work on film and tv for a bit and then I came back for this how good um (laughs) do you remember your first introduction to musical theater like what was that do you remember your first show that you saw um the first show I saw would probably be Matilda I think it was Matilda that was the first show I saw and like that I think that musical was like the first time I fell in love with musicals because I sang that I sang quiet and I sang what do I sing naughty quiet I sang Revolting children, like during my singing lessons, and I loved it. I loved just you know embodying characters, especially from that show. Yeah. Now, getting into this professional space and getting your hands on this script, what was kind of your process in reading mm. through and then figuring out how to like place yourself into Frankie and getting that kind of creative vibe flowing, heading into rehearsals and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so I began by um, obviously reading the script when I when I received it. I read through the script and um, I really enjoyed English in my last years of schools. I really enjoyed like my year 11, 12 English. So I kind of, I just analyzed the show like I would any novel that I yeah. did in year 11 and 12. So I went through the themes, I went through the characters. I also tried to find the ties within each storyline, like seeing how they all intertwine, which I think is really good to get yeah. a whole picture before I try and put myself in. Yeah. So I did like the overall, you know, themes and things like that, just so I'd get what I'm trying to present or what Frankie is trying to do. And then I went into a character dive of Frankie and tried to, you know, tie her to me and even try and find the, sim- the differences and similarities. And I love finding like, the inconsistencies within her personality. I love trying to do a deep dive into that and try and bring those out. Yeah. And yeah. And I just enjoyed doing that, which made me really excited to come into the room. Yeah. And try and portray all that I wrote down. And I think Frankie would be one of the most interactive characters in the show as well. She has mm-hmm. so many core relationships with so yeah. many people in this show. So getting to build that whole relationship up with Nat, Tim, Aiden, everyone like that. What's that been like to kind of build the actual core relationships of this family and relationship dynamics with these people? Yeah, it has been so easy. Yeah. I thought that I was going to have to go in and be like, oh, like I have to pretend to like these people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was so easy. They're so loving, so open. And like we'll have like little hangouts after rehearsal just like just to get to know each other and even like the first day I just felt like I knew them already (laughs) and even when Nat came into the room she came in a bit later um I was really scared that I was going to have a really good relationship with the rest of the family and not with Nat but seamless seamless she was just amazing so all that you see on stage is pretty much real we all love each other yeah and yeah it's been really good especially how we tap in, especially when we have to do any of those tougher scenes or anything. Yeah. But it's really good to know that they actually like me <laughs> underneath <laughs> all of those scenes. Makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> a little bit better. Um, speaking of 
one of the parts of this show that really captivated me was the Cory. As a dancer, let's just break down this Cory for a second because it is so, so good. And for those of you that haven't seen the show here in Australia, like I saw it on Broadway um, just before all the closures happened. And I was like, it just blew my mind. Just So what's it been like? Not only singing, acting kind of comes naturally at some point, but Mm. some choreography just is like so intense. So what's this been like trying Mm. to break down all the, the Cory that's out there? Um, we got taught the choreo by the assistant choreographer from Broadway, he flew here, yeah. Mark. Yeah. And he's amazing. Like, he really, like, it's not just a bunch of moves. Like, he really ties it to what we're trying to portray in that scene or even the words or, yeah, so it's not just like, oh, I'm dancing and I'm singing and I'm acting, but he really ties that all together so that you, so that in comes out looking that amazing <laughs> instead yeah. of just a bunch of dancers it really is like you can feel it and he leaves it really open like you can do a different arm if you want to um if you feel like you want to do it a different way he'll let you and that's I think that's where the authenticity in the dancing comes through yeah and oh uh, you like you've seen the show so you yeah, can yeah. hand in my pocket yes that took me way too long <laughs> to learn and I got so many bruises but it's an amazing dance. I love it now. It's like second nature now, which is so yeah. good. Um, being, I keep jumping around all over the place just because <laughs> we keep hitting different things. Um, yeah. But some of the themes in the show are, I think, a little more pre- prevalent um, after mm. the last two years that we've had. We've had a lot of things come up, yeah. um, especially with the whole Me Too movement and everything like mm. that. So what does it mean to you to be able to play a part in bringing these themes into light and kind of forcing the audience to have that conversation with you guys and be a part of that discovery of, oh, okay, this is what this is. Yeah. I am so, so thankful. I'm so thankful that I get the opportunity to do that and to not even, like we're not introducing these issues of topics and themes. Like they've been here. They've been here. Like we've even... The script has had a little bit of a change, like introducing more of um, Frankie figuring out her blackness and like it even ties into the Black Lives Matter movement as well. Yeah. Which I think is really good. Like it's an evolving show. So as things happen, they tie things That's into cool. the production, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just really thankful to be able to do that for a lot of the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember leaving the theater in New York and I, I think it's the first time I've ever felt left a theater feeling confronted, but also like mm. wanting to challenge myself more. Like there's no way I should have left yeah. the theater feeling that confronted. Like, I think it was mm. just like a, it was a really cool moment for me where I was like, okay, why do I feel like that was targeted at me like why were there so many moments there where I was like whoa why is my thought process like this like I love that you felt like that yeah that's like that's our aim is like not to be judgy like they always say if if we're looking at a character don't be judgy like just you know kind of be encouraging and like look into yourself and try and change a little bit but it's not like a you did something wrong yeah you need to change like that's not what we ever want to do and that's the only reason why you can like encourage people to change too properly yeah exactly um with the music what was your kind of um exposure to alanis and her music prior to this show 
So I was employed when it came out. <laughs> I was I was employed. <laughs> but um because I did singing growing up, there was a cut like I remember songs like ironic and I think hand in my pocket. Some kids would sing yeah. that at a setfit sometimes. So when I listened to the cast album for the first time, I was like, why do I know these lyrics? Yeah, <laughs> it's it kind of like those really um the biggest songs there's some in here that i had yeah. never heard of so obviously like one hand in my pocket and ironic mm-hmm. yeah cool but there were some and songs i was know. like the, oh, yes of, of course how can we forget of that course. um there's like some songs there i was like he's absolutely slap how have i never heard yeah. these before <laughs> yeah that was me with not the doctor i love not the doctor yeah. now um what uh, this is kind of some insight for people to look forward to moments. What's your favorite mm-hmm. moment so far coming out of rehearsals? What are you looking forward to most being able to put in front of an audience? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think there's a lot of moving moments. Like and I, I would love that for everyone to have that experience you had of being like walking out and being like, I kind of want to change myself. Yeah. That's what I'd love to do. And also what you're saying with how Frankie has all these different core relationships, I'd love. I'm just really excited to, you know, portray them all a little bit differently and kind of, yeah, show those, the complex relationships because they're relationships that people have every day. Yeah. So I want to be able to do that justice and hope that people can see the audience and be like, okay, I relate. I love relate it. to that one. Yeah. Is there a moment, um, like a scene or something that you're not involved in that you just really love being able to sit and watch every day in rehearsals? Like, is there a moment that you just, as like an audience member being in that rehearsal room, you just love being a part of? Any, yeah. Any um, of the parent scenes, anything between Nat and Tim, they do amazing. Their characters have like some of the funniest jokes. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So, Sydney starting in like a week and a half. Oh my god, how scary is that? How I do next week. It's next week. Mm-hmm. Oh my word, that's crazy. Um, so December second, guys. Uh, if you haven't got tickets, yes. make sure you get in because it's only in Sydney for a month. Crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. But you will not want to miss this show. This is just one of those incredibly uplifting. There's something in it for everyone. Like yeah, the, I don't think. Anybody going to this show won't connect to one character mm-hmm. somewhere along so the universal. line. And even if you don't like the story, how can you not love Alanis's music? Just go for the music. Easy. Yeah. Little rock concert. Easy. Um, so tickets are available now. Just head to, let me pull up the website, jaggedmusical.com to find all the info that you need. Um, I'm so excited to see you guys on stage. This is going to be incredible. So um, what coming out of lockdown this is the final question we're going to wrap up on this yeah. coming out of lockdown yeah. um getting back into a creative space getting to put a show on what are you most excited for about having that first audience in on the second oh i'm excited to feel audience interaction i've not felt that in a little bit like yeah. in the room it's great i guess like we but we don't have a real audience and like be able to feel that some of this stuff is hitting them and like feeling that reciprocation. I'm so excited to feel that. There we go. We are going to wrap it up on that note, guys. We will be back next week. We are sticking on the jagged train. We have 
a whole four episodes coming to you guys from Jagger Little Pill Australia. So make sure you're following along. All socials for everyone are down below. So you can check out Emily. You can check out Jagged. Make sure you do it. Everything's down below. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. See you guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.